0: Okay, so um, hello and welcome to the International Journal of Gynecancer Cancer Mentors podcast. As editorial fellows, we want to learn from the amazing key leaders in our field and take inspiration from their experiences. So today we are honored to speak with uh, Professor Khaled Zerhuli and I always call you Professor Khaled Zerhuli, but even your name in itself has a, has a story. Uh, Professor Sehuli is a German-born gynecologist and oncologist who specializes in ovarian and peritoneal cancer. He's a professor at the uh, Berlin Charité Hospital and a primary investigator in many and several renowned trials, but he's also a writer of scientific as well as fiction work. And with me today is um, Cece from Argentina, Eric from Guatemala, Natalia from Spain, and Arthur from Taiwan, and I'm Sarah from Germany. So welcome, Professor Sivuli um, and thank you for joining us. And I'm myself as well, very delighted, uh, because you are my mentor as well, and I'm very honored for that, that you're here with us today during the podcast. Thank,
1: thank you, you very for much me. for the invitation.
0: So we'll start off with Cece, and she'll start off with some questions. Thank you, Dr. Sivuli for this meeting with us. I will start with with some general questions. My first question is, uh, what led you to gynecology-oncology and if you still choose this specialty?
1: Yes. so I can tell you, I always was impressed to become a surgeon, yes, and I was always motivated to become a surgeon. The only thing is because I wanted to become a doctor and I started my, my inspiration by thinking to treat animals. But then I changed my decision to humans because I really was not trained to look on cooks and uh, pigs because I was born in a city. And then I, I made the decision to run in human medicine. At this time, I was a soccer player playing in the third league here in Germany, and I was even in the selection of the Moroccan um, community for the Olympiad. I got really serious backbone, back pain. And in this naive Way, I was thinking maybe I have to be much more flexible in my discipline and maybe I have to run in gynecology because if my back pain were becoming more and more complicated, maybe I can prescribe pills. That was my naive story. And then I started in gynecology and was from the primary beginning involved in advanced cancer surgeries. And that was the backbone based on my back pain to run in gynecology because I was so impressed about the variability of multivisceral surgery. I was so impressed that the patient can overcome very huge surgeries. And I want to support patients to open a door if everybody will tell them the door are closed. And again, gyno-oncology is the best place for me. I love it. I'm still a surgeon, but I'm also a medical oncologist. And I was very, very clear for me that gyno-oncology is a multidisciplinary, multi-professional team. And I can tell you, I initiated the first ovarian cancer center in the world, approved in 2007. And everybody was thinking, I'm a crazy guy hospital because they don't like to go in a specific way but this is the true story why i became our coaches and i'm thanks to the story because again it will be my second decision if i have to select
0: so you actually made a bigger mark being a gynecologist oncologist than a football player, and we're lucky that you didn't go into that field.
1: <laughs> I, I was too old to, uh, if I've been very good. I was around 25, 26, and this is for a soccer player too old hmm. to start again.
0: Oh, that's, a great, that's a great answer. Thank you, Dr. Siouli. So my next question would be, what have been the most exciting moments of your career?
1: That's very complicated because I can tell you, I have one of the worst baccalaureate uh, rates in Germany and I have a point of 2.3. 2.3 in the scale from one to six is in for Germany a very bad for medicine. And I was invited by a personal interview if I started as a nurse. I started as a nurse at my hospital I'm working now because I decided not to run into the L'Oreal study, because this was without any restriction for the um, baccalaureate um, rates. I decided to run close to medicine and made my nursery school here in my department. And, And I'm still working with nurses. I was sitting with them in the nursery class. And the most important moment was if I got the access to human um, medical study, to, to study here at Charity. And the biggest joy was not my professorship, it was not the, the decision that I became director of this uh, department, it was if I became my Dr. thesis. I can remember very much that if I passed the last exam, I was so shouting and I was so enjoyed um, that this was was really uh, one of my maybe most uh, remindable memories.
0: great memory and and so my last question is um, if you ever face any struggle doing your your work your daily work and and if you have any tip for us for for young uh, a gynecologist to to overcome those those moments
1: so if i and sarah nasa can comment this so if i have an application to work with me in a team. As I ask them, really, do you really want to help? Do you really want to help? If you don't want the help, it's really a help because this work in Ganong oncology is really high burden because we have many complications. You have many many failures, and to deal with this, therefore you need a strong resilience and you need a specific attitude, not to see all, always the bad things and not to be so simple to categorize in good and bad. So my recommendation is go in reflection, try your best to look, do you really want to deal with this? Second is celebrate nice things and even be transparent if you have burden complication and if you have controversial situation, be transparent and proactive and try your best to be humanistic. Yes, that's the key point because at the end of the day, it's not the dialogue between the colleagues, the dialogue between the professor or the head of such department, at the end of the day, it's a dialogue in front of your own mirror. So it's your decision and it's your attitude. So that's what I can only support, but again, it's a wonderful field. And the patients and even the community needs you, needs you. But only to believe that young generation is qualified enough, it's not enough because we have same. The same barriers, the same limitation as 100 years before. That's communication, documentation, and protective time for things you really like to do. Mm-hmm. There's always <laughs> the same stories. And you have to find a way how to deal with this. And this is only my suggestion.
0: This is really good. These three things are really the backbone to be able to go through the, the, the hell and be able to support the pain that comes with, with our jobs.
1: I just had a dialogue a few minutes ago with Louis Shiva. Yes. Um, and what I, what I want to address, even to introduce, even for the young colleagues, uh, um, curriculum, how to communicate with yourself, communicate with nurses, Mm -hmm. with the other disciplines, with the patients. And again, to go in the supervision by yourself, I think we need it. Mm -hmm. Because again, we have to fight for what we really like to be in this uh, environment. And that's reason why we have again to learn how to go in dialogue Mm -hmm. and even to tell us what is your expectation, what is your preference, and even to be honest, I think what we need is honestly to discuss what we can do, what we want to do, what we'd like to improve, and what can be the support. We are not trained to work as a team. We are not trained, despite the fact there's no disease that can be covered by one discipline. it's impossible, Mm -hmm. not diabetes, And not one woman cancer can be treated by one person, but our structure is still the same as hundred years ago. It's crazy. And therefore we have to address and be honest uh, about this. Um, And even to give fields to celebrate our engagement and to celebrate even our achievements.
0: Yeah. And that is very important the little things also that you said, celebrate the little things and the nice things. Thank you very much, Dr. Cejuli. Great answer. Thank
2: you. So I think the
0: next person up for the questions is Natalia from
2: Spain. Yeah, yes. Um, Hi, Dr. Cejuli. So really thank you uh, for being here with us uh, today. So I have two questions for you. And the first one is, as far as we know, you have been a key investigator in several international collaborations like the LION study, the Hector as well. So can you please share with us your experience in international collaboration and where there the challenges that you encounter and how do you figure it out?
1: So first of all, I want to underline that if you really want to become a good doctor, you need um, the experience of stories of the patients from the diagnosis over the medical and surgical intervention and even to look what is the outcome in a short interval but even the long-term outcome. So that's very important. And I know it's limited by our uh, duties, our uh, holidays but at the end of the day you need to collect patient stories and research is a wonderful opportunity to collect very quick many stories of the patients so it's really really crucial that if we want to study suffering cancer or brain cancer that you even investigate this in clinical trials and evidence-based medicine Means not that you have always a meta-analysis of randomized trials. Evidence-based medicine means to share experiences and to use the available evidence.
2: Yeah.
1: So if you do a case report, it's nice. But it's better to make a cohort analysis and much better to look on the let's last 10 years in your center. But much better is to look on multi institutional trials, and it's much better to look on cross-country studies. So in every level, you will become more stories and available, available and reproducible stories of these disease. And this was for me from the beginning clear, that's the reason why I always start a simple project here at Hospital Charité, and then I try it to translate it in a global uh, perspective because the goal is not to collect impact factors by publications, Mm -hmm. it's nice, but that's not the goal. The goal should be to reach the world and to change the standard of care or the knowledge before you did the paper. Mm -hmm. And this is wonderful because we are living in an area, it is so simple to make a multinational trial Things about 50 years ago, it was impossible. Even now in the academic way, we do trials with Iran. It's very complicated politically, but we can do it because it's science and we can do with every country, any academic collaboration. I think that's even our our goal to, to be much more cross national. And the only thing is you have to learn the structure. And you have to learn to work in a team. That's what I can only motivate you. What you do even with the uh, fellowship programs and even with IGCS. Try to go in the structure to learn. And then to learn how to can make to make group studies. Mm-hmm. Because if you really want to change medicine, you need a sustainable structure what is a little bit a little bit independent from one individual person it's not easy because even i like to be involved in everything but it's impossible if you really want to touch everything it will be still small so you need to learn the structures and to push in interactive um, activities intergroups and this is what I'm doing at the moment. I try to bring the groups together and dialogue. That everybody uh, loves uh, her like own soccer club.
0: Great. Thank you very much, Mr. Huli. Um, I think this is a really, I never thought of it that way, but patient stories, because research can be sometimes quite dry. You think, oh, I need to collect this data and I need to do this and then. But actually, yes, if you think about it, you're collecting many patient stories at once. Yes. And you're trying to get evidence from that to help patients form their stories in the future. So thank you very much.
2: Yes, thank you Dr. Sejoli for the explanation. So my second, my second question is, um, you work in a book called The Art of Breaking Bad News Well. So user said a Spikes method, could you please share with us uh, how it works?
1: Yes, so, um, you know, I, I'm little, I try always to be critical, That's what I need, little bit, even want to inspire you. So if you see a rule, it's nice to look, but even we ask all rules, okay? because you have always to ask yourself, is this rule really evident? And if it's a rule, maybe you can make a better rule. Yes, so the spikes model is nice. It was introduced, I think now 30 years ago by behavior psychiatrists to give an orientation how to communicate with patient in a complicated situation such as you have cancer, cancer is back or whatever. Um, The problem of this is that psychiatry is different to guide oncology and third is wording and communication is much more than only running through as checklists. And what I learned now since many, many years, I'm doing seminars since more than 20 years how to teach and how to learn, and we just finished and we presented at ESGO at the meeting. One thousand two hundred participants, young doctors, medical students, about the discussion about breaking bad news. So what I learned from my dealing is that communication is important, but much more important that communication is relationship. So I did a seminar before the pandemic with police officers and doctors. And we presented cases from the police department and represented cases from the medical routine day. And we discussed the cases from the other profession and to look at the differences and the similarities. So, the officer, for instance, if they have to communicate the child has died due to an accident, they will ask you, like in the movie, are you Mr. Siuli or Mrs. Müller? And then they say yes. And then they will ask them, can we come in? And then they will talk to them immediately. The son is dead immediately because they are concentrating their message to delivering the message. The doctor is different. The doctor will start a discussion about the preconditions of the situation, what they did during the situation, and then they will come to the outcome. It was a torture for the police officers to watch the communication between the doctor and the patient. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: What I want to tell you with this example is that we be aware that the patient trusts us. And second is that relationship is much more than 50 minutes discussion. So Mm -hmm. what I want to motivate you, first, observe yourself. Be empathic, but be professional. The question is how professional you are protect your soul, but even be empathic and not to delegate all responsibilities, even if a complication where you personally involved. Don't take all the burden on your own individual shoulder and make it like the police officer. They always run into the breaking bad news procedure as a team. So try your best. Communicate direct, short, And let's break time for the patients or the relatives, accept the emotions of the patients besides violence, but accept them, be quiet, don't talk too much and try to find a next step and make a next appointment or delegate it to other persons where where you can even give up this responsibility. Um, So that was the reason why I I like the spike, but the spike is only a short point of a puzzle. Backbone is the relationship. And this is a risk, but it's even a challenge. So even if the communication runs badly, you can realize it. So if a patient come in my office, and sometimes I'm not so relaxed as now, and I feel, oh, it's a very complicated discussion. They they don't understand me. I don't understand them. So what happened? Then I will tell them, sure, we have two options. One option is, if you want, I can call Salamasa or one of the other wonderful doctors, and they will continue the dialogue with you. That's one option. The second option, you will leave the room now. I will drink a coffee, and I will call you back, In five minutes, and then we restart the the conversation. I will tell you 99% they want to talk with me, okay? And the discussion is much better than ever before. But don't be afraid to experimental, um, to be experimental in your communication. Try your best, reflect yourself, and find your best way. But again, Go on the relationship. This is the key
2: point. Very interesting.
0: <laughs> you also mentioned about different roles that you know we feel that as a doctor, we have to be all the roles at once during our communication. I remember that police seminar. I was part of the first seminar as well. And this is what the doctor does. You just think you have to play all the roles at once. But that's obviously not, not the case.
1: Yes, even to clarify to the patient <laughs> that you are not covering all roles mm-hmm. because many conflicts based on the different expectation of the other role. Mm. So, and to bring it again, always professional. And that was what I just discussed with Louis Shiva. We will try to bring something like this in a systematic way and mm-hmm. maybe we can talk with you because at the end of the day, um, we, we have to be better than we are at the moment. Mm-hmm.
2: Thank you very much. Thank you. So I have my last question in yeah, regards sorry. of Olaparib. Can you share with us your experience in Olaparib desensibilization?
1: Oh, okay. Prepared, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, this was a case of a patient who had a pathogen braca rotation, but it was at the moment, at this time not approved to give it her. And then we yeah. have the opportunity to give it to her in a off-label manner. And she suffered, she suffered from a very severe allergic reaction like Steve Johnson syndrome. It was really, I, I was really shocked. I have seen her and she had a face like she was in a 12 round box match with Klitschko as she was very, very fit enough. And so, and we looked what can be the cause and it was really the Oloma rep. So and then we discussed with our dermatologist what we can do uh, in this case and he said okay we can look uh, he never did it but why not to desensibilize her mm-hmm. and then we did the same what we do with other drugs and we started the desensibilization in a role of 1100 and yeah we made it and the patient uh, tolerated the drug in the same dose as ever. And that was the reason why I suggested the team to submit this to the New England Journal. And they were really impressed and they said, we don't use, we do not take case supports, but this is so important that we will publish this. And yes, so I, I think it's always to, to think how we can preserve it, that's a nice symbol because I see many patients with other cancer treatments where they say, okay, we will stop the treatment and don't talk about the reason, the alternatives, and even maybe to resensitize the patients in allergic reaction cases, because this is standard in many, many other drugs. Mm -hmm. And therefore, but you need collaboration partners. And in this case, I asked our experts in allergic uh, reactions and this they are based in the dermatology, dermatology and so they supported us in this case and we did now in several other cases. Yes, um, yes. so, but again, we ask and try um, to preserve effective cancer treatments.
2: Very important. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much for all your answers, uh, Dr. sahuli so now is the
3: author term. Uh, very nice to meet you, uh, Dr. Sihui. And uh, uh, my first question is: um, You have worked in both medical trials, such as Hector, uh, and surgical trials, such as Lion. And what is the main bit, uh, difference between uh, surgical trials and uh, uh, new agent trials? Could you share with us? Thank you.
1: Yes. So first of all. Um, I think we have the same expectation from the scientific point of view if you take a drug or if you take a Mm scissor in your hands. So, because at the end of the day, we have to learn that we have to see from the patient perspective to the medical procedure. Because in surgery we believe this surgeon is nicer than the other, this surgeon has much more uh, talent than the other, and we are comparing the hands, but that's not fair because we have to look at from the perspective of medicine that the procedure must be independent from the person who delivering the medical procedure. Okay, there are some differences, but it's not fair to say, if you come to me, the headache will be disappeared, if you take the drug, but if you go to my neighbor, then the, the, the tablet will not work. That's the first statement. So surgical trials are really mandatory because most of the surgical interventions are not evidence-based. And we
2: have most of the nonsense rules in surgery
1: than in every other field. Think about fasting. Think about fasting. 13 years, we know that fasting longer than 6 hours is harming the patient. But I will tell you, 99% of the world, yeah, we think a global will fast maybe 10, 20, 30 hours. So, and we have to learn because surgery is really personalized medicine, but not in a way of the patient's perspective, but of the physician of the surgeon. So, and the second is that they are not trained in trials. They not trained they're even not trained in documentation. They are not trained that somebody observe their procedures. So the environment is different and um, the the power of the number of trials is very few in surgery. So, because I can tell you, I I always say that clinical trial is crucial for innovation in a hospital because therefore you are touched new treatments and second you are observed it's like a coaching concept clinical trials are concepts of coaching because you've got supervision you get audits, you get team discussions and if this is missing it's different so surgery is able to do it we did a, a desktop trial we did the lion trial and but it's very complicated because the environment is not prepared. Because it's more John Wayne. I don't know if your generation knows who is John Wayne. I'm yes. not sure. mm. Yes, but it's like James Bond, okay? So, so <laughs> I do the best operation, look at my figures, but, but they are not really trained to be uh, observed and audited. It's a little bit changing but we need much more engagement to improve the quality of the trials. That's a private problem of hyper The hypertrials are below zero because the surgical quality and the documentation is horrible. Neo-LGBM trials in chemo, horrible. There's no surgery inside, but they want to explore surgery. You have complete resection rate of 20% and you want to look uh, the impact of surgery in this cell. It's like you do tamoxifen in the hormonal receptor sensitive tumor, but you know only of 20% they are hormonal sensitive. So it makes no sense. So, but the problem is attitude.
0: Hmm.
1: So it's not only the trials, it's even the persons, and we have to run, but they are very stable, resistant. Yes, but again, step-by-step, step, it will improve, but it would take maybe more than your generation to be in the same way.
3: Thank you so much, Professor Sihui. Uh, thanks for your contribution to medical trials and into surgical trials, and we will Uh, shape our attitude to make uh, medicine better following you and my second question is that uh, you have extensive work on topotecan from the tower trial to uh, hector to trias can you share with us your journey uh, with topotecan thank you
1: yeah it's funny because um, many of my colleagues they believe i'm mr topotecan as because I was a young doctor and I, I can tell you, it's a very simple story because yes, I, I can give you a secret, okay? I, I, my, one of my first studies as a young doctor was topotecan plus Gemcitabin. Yeah, I did a phase one trial. I did a phase two trial. I did a phase three trial. So I can tell you how we came to this story. Topotecan was new on the market day schedule, and I was in a meeting. I, I mean, I'm a young doctor in the first or second year, and then there was a presentation about topotecan plus iphosphamide in ovarian cancer. So I was sitting there, and the, there was one uh, professor. He presented four cases of topotecan plus ifosfamide, and then one person in the auditory asked why do you use the i and what not other drug and then he said mm-hmm. and then he said okay and it was at the time where gypsytamine was very uh, very strong in the marketing and then one person in the auditory said why not with gypsytamine so there was a session then I was working as a young doctor, and I had not a long contract. My contract was ending in three or four months. I got from my consultant the possibility to run to Asgol in Detroit or in Denver. So I went there, and I went to the exhibition hall to Lily. And I asked him, are you interested to make a trial was topo can and jepcytibin. And they said, why not? Without any preclinical data, without anything, I was a young doctor, I have not a doctorate.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I made, with them the decision, we make it. And I continue my contract at Charite. I came back, I told to my chief, I have the possibility to continue. And he said, why not? So I started to explore topo can five day plus jepcytibin in combination with etoprocyte. I explore the weekly schedule, because I think we have to study the drugs. We are not so far with the drugs. Think about Texol. What is the best schedule? What is the best dose? We are now maniac for target therapy, power up and whatever, but dosing and scheduling is very important. Only one remark. topotecan weekly is used still today in US as one of the standard of treatment for platelet-resistant disease, whatever platelet-resistant you find. I have shown four years ago, it's it's ineffective to weekly schedule without any efficacy. If you use topotecan, it takes five days, but it's not translatable in the, in the audience. And this is what I want to tell you. So if you do a research, try to be very specific and go in detail. So I even did some mistakes in my career because I touched many fields, but I I I have not made the next sequel. So if I do now a study, whatever I do, and Sir Nasa can confirm, if I make a survey or retrospect, my always question is, what is the next step? And if I'm not interested to go in this field, I will not make the first project. So I think how to continue this field. That was the reason why I did many, many trials with Tio Ken, with Thai therapy, because I have to learn more and more. And if you only touch, 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 you will always make the same mistakes. So this is my story to Tio Ken. And uh, it's a very effective drug, but you have to know when you have to give it. Only one remark for you, because many of your colleagues, your chiefs will tell you, no, topo decan is worse, no. If you have a patient with brain metastasis, he's platinum sensitive, takes the topo carboplatinum combination three days. is the best approach. That's my standard of care at Shawi Platinum sensitive, brain metastasis, I will use Topu Kao's three day schedule and then followed by Taylor treatment pump. So, this is the solution of my knowledge, uh, what I made now since 15 or 20 years, whatever.
3: Thank you so much for your answer, uh, Professor Sihuli. Uh, thank you so, uh, for telling us how you started, Topo Thank you for sharing uh, how you uh, plan your research. And thank you for sharing the secret of topo And yes. uh, my last question is that, um, what do you look for in a fellow or a trainee? Uh, do you look for any uh, certain characteristics? And, or uh, do you, is there anything that you expect from a fellow or trainee?
1: For surgery?
3: Uh, surgery okay. or research.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, what I personally expect that again, it must, the person must be honest and transparent. I have many, many people they they demand things, but I know they don't want it. So what I want to say with this, you have to be really honest with yourself and honest with your goals. So a, a teacher is interested to teach but only if he or she can observe any influence of the teaching process. If I tell somebody, make this, make this, make this, I'm not expecting that they follow all my recommendations. But if I see they ignore all the things, what I say, I will give up. And I will not, any recommendation will come over my lips so i'm very hard to my core team because i believe that they are suitable and they are even better in some field than me but you have to know that teaching and learning is a bi-directional process and that's the reason why i would say come to me and i have even always conflicts even with my medical stuff and i tell them there's no, no alternative. If you see some problems, come to me and give me a signal and use direct communication. And you have to take it because I know the young say, yeah, nobody teach me, nobody give it me. They, don't they ignore it. Yes, everything is nice, but you have to demand. And I tell them, I want to feel your breath in my neck. And not only one day. I will will feel your pressure every day on my neck. And again, you can do whatever you want. But if I feel that you don't really want what you're really doing, then you cannot expect that I'm supporting this. a simple story. Um, Because I know the limitation. I can tell you, the consultants they blocked me. And I can tell you, my vice director was my professor for my doctor thesis. And I became, before he became a professor, I was, as a medical student, started with him, a professor, and am now his chief. Okay, so I know the problems, I know even the personal barriers, but you have to deal it in a professional way. And, and that's the reason why I can even work with my consultant, Professor Darby. It was not easy uh, as a supervisor of me, as a young doctor, but I, I need him and he's really accepting this. But again, you have even to demand and even to, to go and in a transparent way. So this is what I really expect. And don't be afraid. So I can tell you, my chief was Professor Liechtenger. And he's now 79 years. He just came to me in my office today because he's still working here under my supervision, because he's working now with me. And I may maybe the only professor in Germany who are accepting that his former professor can work in hospital because i'm not afraid of him and i'm thankful to him because he was supporting me but he give me space so i give always my 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 medical stuff space the problem is not every doctor can deal with space that's the key problem so there are some doctors you <laughs> can give them space and some of them not because if they give them space they they fall in paralysis and, and uh, i'm not afraid of mistakes but i'm afraid of paralyzes and some of them are very really paralyzed yes I'm, I'm, i have one doctor i can tell you really because she's wonderful but she had really problems in the, the clinical day and so what i did to her i just uh, i changed her position she's doing not anymore any patient's work but she's my one of my most important manager in my team. She's a doctor, but she has accepted that she cannot do everything. And even she was not interested to do everything. So she's doing all my standard operating procedures. i if I change the room here, she will make for me all the things, all the uh, uh, dialogues with the government. And all this. She will do everything. And is really happy and perfect. So like a soccer team, you have to know are you a goalkeeper are you a defense player what is your role the problem is you can only have one goalkeeper it's always, so i have two complicated person you cannot put it in the in the goal if you have one prob- problematic case i can make it to a goalkeeper but uh, if not you have even to be honest and say it's nice but it's not uh, the right team <laughs>
0: So can I comment on yes. <laughs> I this Yes. Because um, you said that to me. You said when, when, when I first interviewed with you, you said to me, I need to feel that y- your breath on my neck. And so I don't have to feel guilty now about coming into your office every single day. And, but this is one of the things that really, I, I really also like about this. I, I even told you a few days ago that um, your door is always open. Yeah. And you don't like it that much, but his door is really always open, and your your trainees, your fellows, they come in, and and you open to them. And obviously, within the clinical day, it's difficult, but it's it's one of the very rare qualities that um, for for professors in Germany to to have to have their door open for fellows and trainees. And, and yeah. I think this is
1: most of my project. I can tell you, are not based on consultants. Mm-hmm. Most of my project I will say 90% of my projects based on young doctors, because mm-hmm. they are inspired, they are really motivated and they are even open to change something. So if you are uh, experienced consultant, it's really a problem. I will tell you, it's really, it's nice to have them but for change management, they are really even again a barrier. I know this. Yeah. But this is my philosophy because even my chief, my former chief, he made with me many, many projects beside the consultants. And that's what I even covered. Um, but again, I think for the young doctors, it's really important to know what you really want because they are not homogeneous. You know, age is not. Uh, homogeneous inclusion criteria for fraternity, and even not for talents So it's much more important to know what is your profession. That is what we try even in my Oscar to do, yeah. to learn who are suitable to lead later. Leading. Leading is starting independent from your personal experience. It's a decision. Do you like to lead or not? And if you really like to lead, then you have to train to go in conflicts, but in a pragmatic way of conflict. And this is what I try to demand. I say, go back, make your solution. And then if you don't make the solution, then you can go back, but take the attitude you want to lead. And leading means risk management.
3: Thank you so much, Professor Sihulis. Thank you so much for uh, telling us what you expect in trainees and how you coordinate your team. it's uh, very helpful.
1: Arthur, let me give you one uh, comment to this. If you become a chief, you have to leave the conflict area. It's impossible to really go in conflict as a chief. So the only opportunity to go in conflict this if you are young and have not the whole responsibility and take this opportunity. So try to use the opportunity to go in conflict because you will be, you will try as a chief. I'm, I'm sometimes fighting, but it's a different way.
2: Yeah.
1: Yes. And so, but you need to fight to change something. Otherwise it's impossible. If you become a chief, it's too far, too far to change anything. So you need to motivate the
3: young that they go in conflict. Thank you for giving me this uh, inspiration. I'll try. They <laughs> have
1: a higher resilience and a higher yes. survival rate. Obviously,
0: yeah, we do, right? <laughs> I, th- I think you've indirectly actually answered one of Eric's questions, uh, possibly. Eric, um, do you want to carry on?
3: Yes, uh, following up with that question, and so nice the answers. Um, you're an enthusiastic and passionate, not only of gynecologic oncology, but you serve in several societies. Um, and, I, and I noticed that you also do fictional writing. You have your own podcast, and how do you manage to do so, so, so much things? Can you share us with uh, your expertise in how do you manage time?
1: Okay, first of all, Um, Don't forget that in the old time um, poems and doctors had several professions without internet and without the technical environments. So if you look on Avincena, on Hippocrates, on big, big poems, they have even other professions. They were not only writer, not only doctor, they astrology and all the things. So we think now we are specialized yes. So for me it's very clear I can tell you my daily work starts at 730 here at the hospital and I'm leaving the hospital every day between eight and nine o'clock in the evening every day. So okay. and if I do this, I have not to change my personality every five minutes. okay I cannot tell him, I cannot go in a situation to say I'm a doctor until four o'clock or from five o'clock to seven o'clock I'm a writer and from eight o'clock I'm uh, the husband or the father of my children. So it's impossible for me to do this and I think it's even make no sense because, I'm a human being. So that's the reason why I always try to be open for all the things I like to do. So if I'm a writer, I'm still a doctor. And if I'm a doctor, I even can write things a little bit nicer than other people. The problem is not to do everything. Everything is easy to do. The thing is, you really like to go in a professional way. This is the key point. So what I do is to look on resources. So I am the president of many, many uh, societies. Okay, And I'm leading many, many uh, task groups. But at the end of the day, that's even my recommendation for you. Try to visualize in the slides your interactions in the different fields. In work, in private, privacy, in uh, hobbies, whatever, and then to look who are the key person in this network, and then to look can you use these resources to bring things in the next step. So if I wrote my first book, it was based on my emo- emotional circumstances. But I not started to write a benatristic book with the attitude, oh, it's my first book. No, it's my hungry book. It's only a different way. So if you look on the process, then it's the same as you publish a paper about surgery ovarian cancer. You need a story. You need... Uh, conclusion and you need to look how can be the perspective of the reader and then you have to learn how to publish and how you can make this in a continuous way. So writing a book is not complicated but to write the second book the third book and the fourth book so to make one publication is easy but the second, the third, the fourth, the sixth so how to make the structure? So what I do, I never give up. I never give up, despite somebody would will tell me. I can tell you if I wrote my first book, the publisher told me, Professor, it's nice, but you are a doctor. You cannot write. If you like that we publish your book, please give us a contract and give us 2,000 or 3,000 euros. And because there are six million books every year in Germany, new on the market, six million. So and then I told them, I know, but I will tell you this book is different. So that was my first book. My second book, I had two publishers, they applied to me, they want to publish my book. In the third book, they give me 10,000 euros before I started one word. I'm just writing now a cooking book I got 12,000 euros. I, I have not written one word. So you have to be confident and to wait on the right environment. Mm-hmm. And that's what I re- what I mean. So what I do, I, I inspire it. And then I do something with resources and collaborations because no work, no study, no book, is the work for one person and it's okay but you have to understand to motivate your network and to be to be sustainable and to believe in yourself so um and what i do is only to translate my holistic way a holistic way of understanding medicine medicine is much more than only to do surgery. Surgery is nice, but it's not enough. That's the reason why I do prehabilitation. I do many, many other things. And second, why I even deal with culture. And um, And writing for me is for me protecting my soul. I need to write for myself. But the problem is I'm very engaged. So if I want, I'm writing, I'm a writer then I want really be one of the best writers in the world. It's really crazy, maybe it's pathologic, but I had yesterday okay. a meeting with a very famous writer <laughs> Kutlo, and I told him yesterday, if I listen to you, I, I was a little bit concerned because I think you are much better writer than me, but it's okay, <laughs> but it will motivate me to write my next book much better than the last one. So it's, it's an attitude, yes? Yeah? So, I, I learned from the beginning to run in structures in networks.
3: Great. Thank you. I like your answer. Um, my next question is, what makes you happy outside of work?
1: So it's different. It's otherwise. I will tell you something. What you, what you look, um, there are some things what you not to re-ask. If somebody is happy, let him happy. If somebody is smiling, let him smile without explanation. And don't find the reason. So what you can do is to look: is there any code where you smile more than in other situations, okay? But okay, know that your generation Love the asker. Are you lucky? Don't ask this too much. This is a big question. Okay? So what you have to know, do you enjoy your life? Yes? Mm-hmm. I would tell you, it's a really big burden, but I love it. Yes? And the resource, what gives you maybe energy, I can tell you from the work is to work with my team and the projects. I love if a project uh, started with skeptic, and everybody is proud of this. I can tell you for instance, the prehabilitation project. I started here four years ago with a cancer fit program, and everybody was thinking, again, serious, uh, crazy why I trained my patients before they go to surgery. Now, we have 4 million funding for a prehabilitation program. and Everybody is talking about rehabilitation. Yes. This makes me, I will not say happy, but it makes me proud because you can change something, yes. And you can even believe um, in things to make a difference. Yes, so, but I love to cook. I love to be with my family. I love to, uh, to go in other fields. Um, So I'm just writing a Roman about the second war. I hate war. I'm hating war so much. But I'm writing a Roman about the second war. And I can tell you it's like science fiction uh, because it's a completely different world. You have to talk with people. You never believe you can talk with them. And I think this is important because
3: as a doctor, you are much more than a technician. You're much
1: more than an injury. You are a supporter of humanities. And that's the reason why I love to do global health, this holistic approach. And this makes me happy, yes. And the other things, uh, what I really uh, hate is complications. I'm hating the conflicts with the disciplines. I'm hating the things with the um, with the administration but i give them a the feeling it's very important but they will not touch my soul i can tell you they are not touching my soul because my soul is protected by other things and this is important because <laughs> these bad things are always there but they will not make my life only i'm still not sleeping well if i <laughs> have trouble but i'm not dying okay because i, I need the space i need my space
3: yeah.
1: but a difficult question it's a very difficult question but i like it
3: yes I, I acknowledge that it's a very difficult question um but uh thank you very much for your answer
0: it's also a difficult answer because you said you know it's Independent from whether outside or within work, you have to look for the code that yes. makes you happy, and this basically yes. removes you from place, location, people. It's yes. just it's yes, a yes. code which
1: is above all. So this is great. It's, it's maybe something different but in private, but my wife is hating that I'm working so hard. Okay, but she said she loves me, and you know I love work, so she has to love my work. A very simple story.
0: Uh, yes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's That's right. But
1: she is still fighting with me. Why are you coming? Through. But it's okay, but I think you have to know it's really not black and white. We are a work uh, flow. You cannot separate yourself. You mm-hmm. have to make at the end of the day it's a sum, yes And that's the reason it's not black and white, but you have to, to have fear the space that you can even bring your personality into your activities, whatever you do. Yes, so, but I think the decision to be a doctor makes you always a doctor. So even if you are painting, they see you as a doctor. I'm a writer. I want that they see me as a writer. No, they like on the cover a coat of a doctor, crazy. But that's the well, so you cannot uh, separate. So you are still, if you are dancing, you are a doctor who is dancing. So whatever you want, you are a doctor, it's okay. So make doctor activities broad.
0: I like that, yeah. It's very good. Um, thank you so much, Professor Zeguli. I just want to be mindful and respectful of your time as well and everybody's time. Um, so maybe just from, from my part, um, and you've answered most of the questions that, that I had as well um, indirectly through, the, through our, our discussion. But um, one last question, if you had the possibility, so imagine I'm Khalid Sahouli and I'm 35 years old and I'm sitting in front of you now, what would you tell your, lung, your younger self? So what would you tell Khalid Sahouli who's young now? What would you tell him? What advice would you give him? Khalid Zahuli is beginning his career, Khalid Zahuli is sitting in front of you now. What would you tell
1: him? What no, what is the question? I can only answer a question. What so, yeah, advice
0: would you give him? For what? For life in general. For life. Yeah, for
1: life. No, no, for now life. you've lived, you've lived a little bit much. of life. And you want much. to
0: give yourself. For will you choose then? What you what kind of what kind of advice would you want to give him?
1: So I think you have even to know that a teacher is his influence of, uh, of a teacher is even limited. Mm. Yes, because you are not the father, you are not the mother, and even they have some, some limitations. Mm. So what I can only give as a recommendation, go in reflection and think and think about what you really want. Mm. And don't think too far and uh, not too and make not too big plans. I, I don't like if somebody have a clear calculated plan. Mm-hmm. I want to make my doctor's meditation, they calculate it. I, I don't like it, but if you want, you can do it. But at the end of the day, um, it's your decision and find your way, but not to ask big, big questions. Why I'm, I can tell you my secrets. My secret of life is at the, it's, it's still maybe pathologically, but I don't think too beyond. So every project in my life is the most important project. So that's the reason why I can do it like my only project. But I love it. Before I start the project, it's my decision. And I can tell you as a a story of my life, I I was very good uh, medical students. I never failed an exam, never. But if I started by my doctorship in the pediatrics, I never touched the doctoral thesis. But I never been motivated to do this by myself. And I was not honest enough to myself to say that I'm not interested in this. Mm. So what I will tell you, run in things you are really interested. Mm. What not means as a young doctor that you can choose whatever you want, no. But at the end of the day, you have to know, is it making it sense for you? But don't think too early, what is the immediately benefit of this?
2: Mm.
1: So it's more the direction. And again, because you are in this setting today, I think you are in the area where you, you not to ask what's my career. You have to make decision. you are the leader. So if you are, want to be the leader, so let's show it every day and prepare the environment where you lead. Mm-hmm. So you need a structure to lead something and to look what can be the goal to motivate the army. Mm-hmm. What is your your touch and your philosophy? Yes, and that you know, I give every person in my team one chance, many of them second, and very few third chances. Because for me, it's much more important what are the values mm-hmm. of this person to the patients and for the community, and that's for me much more important than somebody else iq of 130 what i'm sure not have um so and and again go in demanding things but directly i had yesterday a colleague in my for my team came to me and they said something and i told you yeah, why do you don't make an appointment with me and she said she, she tried two times with the secretary to find the schedule, and she failed. And he thought it's a good answer. I thought it was zero, below zero. If you fail to make an appointment with me, somebody who is locked in here, in this hospital, and you are not able to reach an appointment, then you don't want the appointment. It's a simple thing. So, um, and what I that would be my recommendation, but um, I'm not in the position to, to tell you I'm still making many, many mistakes. But it's not bad because I'm aware of this and I try my, be- my best to do better. So I'm not in this position to say you must do like this mm-hmm. because I did not socialize and somebody gives me recommendation. Mm-hmm. I grew up in an environment people always say to me impossible it's not possible to do this this is my motivation why I'm doing many many things and I grew up in this environment I have never a chief or a mentor who t- told me make this make this like this I have only one dialogue for, for the end it was if uh, other university beca- come to me, To visit me for a a directorship in another city, they asked the pediatricians and they asked the surgeons about me in an interview without my presence. And one of the professors from the pediatric department came later to me and said, Janet, I can give you one suggestion. I say, What? He said, you have something where the teacher loves to give you recommendations. The reason I want to give you a suggestion, I was a leading consultant at this time. And he gave me the suggestion to give something in my local environment back to the migrants. Because I'm I'm started, my parents were iteres. And I was so thankful that he gave me the signal not to only to um, to win the world, mm-hmm. even to go into the direct environment, yeah. and this was for me a strong signal. And I did it. And I'm supporting many um, activities, uh, very, very quiet. Um, and this was wonderful and impressed me. Uh, beside the scientific points, and this is even. What i like to address is it's always the sum is more the codes of the personality than individual items.
0: Thank you so much, Professor Saholi. this is, I mean, best ending words to to this session. Very inspiring. And and you saying that you're a lifelong learner is is extremely inspiring for, for us, I think. So thank you again for taking the time to be here with us for your pearls of wisdom and your inspiration. And thank you everybody. And hopefully we'll see you soon.
1: Thank you.
3: Thank you very much. Thanks a
2: lot for joining. Bye.
3: bye. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Bye, bye. Thank you, Sarah. Bye. Can we bye. take